This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. And today, we're going to do something different. Today is our 52nd episode. It's the first episode in our second year of our show. So following a number of requests from listeners and former guests, and really just a desire to indulge ourselves, Tara and I are going to, in effect, interview each other following our own format. And so now the conversation will begin. This is episode 52. So Liam, in full disclosure to everyone, this is our second time recording this. Yes, it is. <laughs> we agreed we would share that fact with everyone because we are human and we did have the opportunity to do a practice run through. Uh, so. But we didn't call it a practice run. We just finished <laughs> it and sat on a day and said, that wasn't what we want. Let's do it again. That's exactly right. So here we are. So so we sort of can uh, can redo that and just do it better this time, hopefully. So we st- we'd like to start by talking about hallway chats. And we ask everyone on our show about success. So a lot of what we talk about and probably we'll talk about today is going to be focused on the idea, definition of success. And I'd like to start by talking about the success of hallway chats as we view it, um, what our intentions were, and how we feel that is working out. So you can start that conversation based on. And so I will. So thinking about success, and I know in the last few weeks and days in the run up to our one year anniversary, we were pushing a lot on social media to get to that, to that 5,000 downloads. And ultimately we got there, which was kind of fun and exciting, but really in the grand scheme of things, the, the download counts are part of, success, but they're really not anything close to the top. And it's really the connection that we make with our guests and more importantly, that our guests make with our audience that I, I view as success. And we get some of that feedback via social media. We get some of that feedback when you, Tara, and I are out and about, whether we're at our respective meetups or we're at a WordCamp here or there, and just people saying, oh, I really wanted to meet this guest or that guest, when she said that, that really just struck a chord with me. And that's hard to measure, but it's really, really what we're about, isn't it? For sure. I think when we set out to do this, you know, if that had been our goal, if that was, if that had been how we uh, were planning to measure the success of this podcast, we would have approached it very differently. But but the focus of the podcast is to have people on the show who haven't been on a podcast before or who haven't been on a lot of podcasts before, who maybe are lesser known, um, which in and of itself means that we are building an audience for and with them and not trying to bring someone to the show who has a big audience already necessarily. Not that that's um, something that we're qualifying on, but um, part of our intention is to have people on the show that 
we don't know or that other people don't know. And I've loved the opportunity to do that. I've loved meeting new people uh, at WordCamps or meetups and inviting them to be on the show or talking to them about being on the show because we want to get to know them and we want to share their story with other people. So for me, that's been a really uh, fun part of this show. Yeah, I'd agree. The, the age old lesson of don't judge a book by a cover is really been, uh, I've been reminded of that 51 times so far. And I like to think I, I don't do it too much, but I'm human and inevitably I, I make my conclusions about this person or that person. And through these conversations that we've had with people, it's been really eye-opening in a lot of different ways to realize the depth and intelligence and amazing aspects that our guests bring to their lives and are kind enough to share with us and uh, over ultimately with with our listeners so that's really cool yeah it has been super it's been really interesting to hear people's journeys uh, not just with wordpress and that is the common thread but just in general their journeys or their struggles and challenges and and how we may relate to them each you and i personally in some cases sure. uh, and and to hear from other listeners that they've related to it as well really strikes a chord with me and that makes me feel like we're successful in what we just set out to do um, and I think one of the challenges that we've experienced is that uh, getting the word out to people to uh, to allow them to contact us to show an interest in being on the show is something that that we anticipated as being a challenge. It hasn't been much as much of one as maybe we thought it would be because we haven't really had a lull. But uh, but I hope that in the second year that we continue to gain some interest and traction on a, in a wider audience so that we get even more of those people to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. When we set out, we jokingly said that we didn't want it to be the friends of Tara and Liam show. And that does present a very real challenge that if we don't know the person, it's very difficult for us to ask that that person be on the show. Yeah. So going to meetups and going to word camps and meeting new people is really, really helpful. But it would be amazing if in our second year somehow we had enough of, I guess, awareness about the show that, that people outside of Northeast United States, Mid-Atlantic United States, were reaching out to us. The, the guests that we've had that haven't been from our corner of the world have been fantastic, but we've absolutely had to reach out to them. And that's been that's been nice, and I've enjoyed that, and they've been wonderfully uh, kind to come on. And admittedly, you and I are limited in our command of world languages, so uh, you know we, we we do need people to speak English for us. But uh, but there's so many that do. So I'm I'm really hopeful that as we go into year two, that we can more accurately reflect the diversity and the the wonderful scope of culture and country and language that the WordPress community actually is in real life. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm excited about that possibility. And we've also had, we should acknowledge that we've had several people make recommendations to us where they've recommended several people that they think would be 
interesting guests on the show. And so that's been helpful too. So even if people who are listening now themselves don't, don't have an interest in being on the show, maybe they know some people who do. So that's always welcome. Yeah, that's a great point. We've had some wonderful guests on in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, here's to year two and uh, more success. Here, 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 here. Yeah. So Tara, I'm going to change gears on you and, and loop around to the success, success question outside of the podcast, outside of what it means for our show, and ask you to share your personal definition or your professional definition or your own definition of success. Yeah. I, we ask this of everyone on the show, and it really, and you and I have talked about it ourselves. Uh, over the past few months. And I think, you know, wondering whether that definition changes over time or if the definition that we have is the same or different, how different it would be, it is from we would have, how we would have defined it maybe 20 years ago. Uh, and I realized after talking about this in our practice run the other day, how really difficult it is to define not only define but to record <laughs> what the definition is to put it into words is really difficult and what i think i've i've been considering over the past couple of days what makes it so difficult uh, is sort of recording it as a permanent thing but also that everyone's definition not just of success is so different but of right and wrong of good and bad because i would say you know when we talked about this before i said that my, my definition of success, at least personally, which overrides for me professionally, um, is to be a good wife and mother. And I said that might be an old-fashioned way to put it. But when I thought about that, I thought, what does good mean? That's such a broad term, right? I, is good, good in my mind is what? Loving, caring, setting a good example. There are so many things. That's such a broad term that I sure. can use that as my definition of success, but it doesn't necessarily um, pinpoint it because that definition of good could change over time. So I think that um, that's still my definition of for, at a top level of what it means to be successful as a human being is to first and foremost set a good example as, um, as a wife, mother, partner, and then friend and colleague and, you know, member of my small community, my world community, all of those things. It's, it's so broad um, and it can, uh, it, it can be very specific to my household, but I believe that it also translates to how, how I feel about success um, in my interaction and the, the mark that I leave on the world. So I think interacting with my family is where I start and and hopefully their interactions with other people are somehow influenced by my interaction with them. I'm, I'm not speaking too clearly still. It's very hard to talk about um, and not get too deep and heavy about it. But I think ultimately, ultimately, we've, I think we've had a couple of guests say to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And I would yeah. say that's, that's probably in a nutshell what I'm trying to say. And, and I would say at this time, the best version of myself at this time is different than what the best version of myself was 15 years ago. Maybe, you know, mm -hmm. I was training for a marathon and I was very focused on other things than I am focused on right now. But, but I was successful because I was 
doing the best I could at what was important to me at the time. <sighs> yeah, that's good. And I like that. And I think that your description of being the best you that you can be and then tying that into, you know, you want to start with your husband and then your children and then, you know, your family and the wider circles. And I think that makes sense to me in a lot of different ways because you and your husband, you got married together, right? You made promises and oaths to each other to, and I wasn't at your wedding and I don't know what your vows were, but you know, the, the very nature of some kind of agreement that, that I'm going to commit myself to being the best I can. Um, and from that relationship, you have children. And so there's, there's commitments to that, right? Those children wouldn't be here if it weren't for you and for your husband. And uh, then it goes out from there, the wider community might, and it just, you know, we, you, you're being the best you can for everybody that you encounter. And clearly you're gonna encounter your husband and your immediate family and those closer communities much more often than you will the wider community. But that, I always wanna be the best I can. Uh, holds true regardless of where you are. Yeah, and, and you could bring it down to a, a, a smaller level too and say, as a business owner, you know, what is success? And it's the same, it's the same thing actually. It's being the best I can be, doing the best I can at this particular time. And at this particular time, that's different than it was five years ago when I was, you know, learning how to make a child theme or, you know, or two years ago when something else was the focus. So. I think the definition of success changes over time, but it always has that overarching um, doing the best I can. Yeah. That's good. So then let me ask you the, the follow-up question, if that's your definition of success. Yeah. What's the single most important thing you can do every day to maintain that success? Because it sounds like you, you feel like you're successful right now. At the moment, I at the moment I I'm not that's not a dig that's a supportive no I definitely I definitely feel uh, you know being able to define that makes me feel successful in a way right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I really have a handle on this I feel like maybe possibly um, and but when it comes to the single most important thing that I do every day I think just get stuff done and I would like to say which is what I referred to the other day is meditating which you know, is actually not totally truthful because I meditate or I don't meditate. I'm trying to make that a habit. But honestly, I don't know that that makes me feel successful in and of itself. But I do have a goal of, um, in my best self, of, of at least pausing during the day because I kind of can spin out of control and be so busy all the time that I don't actually step back and pause. So while I don't say, I wouldn't say I do it every day, probably the most important thing I could do to be more successful would be to pause, take a pause. Uh, yeah. Pause. That's what I just did. I paused. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, now it's your turn, Liam. Let's talk about your definition of success and um, see if it's the same as it was the other day. Yeah, it absolutely will be. Um, I knew that. And that doesn't mean, I think we both came to just go back to the why are we recording a second time? And I think we, it wasn't that we necessarily didn't like our answers, but we were also, and this kind of reflects on, on your challenges around 
definition of success is emotionally we were very in a very different place earlier this week yeah. um, for for some personal family changes and challenges and and the like and and so that's what it was we were kind of hey it's our one year anniversary and it was yep yeah, it is <laughs> uh, but we've had some time to reflect and I think so 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 my my tone is happier and my my voice probably has more of an uplift in it but but my definition won't change uh, in effect it it won't, you know, I want to say it in exactly the same way. But in a nutshell, my definition of success is living as close to that which God wants me to do. To be successful, I need to be mindful of my relationship with God, which I see as truth, ultimate truth, ultimate love, pure truth, pure love. And if I'm aware of that relationship in kind of that paused moment that you were talking about, really mindful of it and thinking about it. And yes, I'm still talking to you. Yes, I'm still recording a podcast or maybe I'm in a conversation with a client or I'm designing a brochure or I'm launching a website, but I'm mindful of of how I'm doing that and what I'm doing it. I'm aware of what I'm thinking and why, and I'm aware of why, what I'm feeling and why, and is kind of assessing if I'm doing that right. If I, if I maintain that focus on my relationship with God, then I am a success because that awareness will ensure that at least at some point I take the right step. And the right step won't necessarily win me the contract or ensure that I'm the most efficient, loving father at the time, but it means that I will be in keeping with truth and love. And there's a lot of different ways to fall into that that may not still be measured as successful in a worldly way, but really ultimately are. Yeah. I admire that so much. And what I, what, what really, what I want to hone in on what you said is the word focus, because I think you do have that focus. And I've, I remarked on this the other day as well, but I think I, something I notice about you is that you do communicate and instill in all of your communication a tone of kindness and understanding that can only come from that kind of focus so it's clear that that's how you live your life and that you don't just say it so i just want to acknowledge that because I think thank you I thank you that you're successful in that regard from what <laughs> at least right now right at least when i'm mindful and and that's it. That's the challenge. If, you, if that would be your next question, what's your biggest challenge? Is It's me. And, you know, it's focus, focus, squirrel, focus, deer, <laughs> focus, whatever it may be. And it's so easy to get sidetracked. It's so easy to lose our sense of humility, to lose that focus. And... It happens gradually if, if we're not careful, if I'm not careful, if I'm not really doing what I can on a daily basis to, and even hourly, minutely basis to 
remind myself of what matters, then it's very easy to slip. And we slip once, we slip a little bit further, we keep slipping, and then ultimately we find ourselves much, much farther away than where we want to be. Yeah, so, uh, so on that note, what is the single most important thing toward this definition of success that you can do every day? So I will, I'll, I'll say it's to be mindful, but that's not very detailed, is it? That's not a very practical kind of way. And so I have a, a number of techniques that I use to remind myself in the same kind of way that, you know, you're training for the marathon. What's the best way to train for the marathon? Well, to be fit. Okay. Well, how does that happen? So you, you, you go and run and you run more longer periods of time and you eat healthy and you maybe sound an alarm to make sure that you have a snack so that you don't get to lunch and eat all the food. You eat the right amount of food to train for the marathon because you've had a snack and kind of those little human tips, techniques, David Allen, getting things done kind of things is what I try to implement for mindfulness. So it's, you know, I often set an alarm on my watch for 57 minutes so that I don't go a full hour without thinking about my relationship to God. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. And, you know, making sure that I'm doing some kind of daily prayer and some kind of spiritual reading and some kind of education around mindfulness. and. What I find is that if I have these little human tech tricks, human little tactics, then it keeps me in the mind. It keeps me focused. And it's not uncommon for some little alarm or some phone call from my wife or an interruption from a child to say, ah, yes, there's a reminder. That's, I don't need to be that mad about this. You know, mm. child comes in the door. Yes, that's, that's for whom I'm meant to serve. Um, and just those little human things to, to remind myself because I, I get so easily distracted. I so easily want to think about me and getting myself ahead and that gets me nowhere ultimately. Yeah. I was thinking about the, uh, the strings on the fingers, the reminder things, you know, that movie, mm -hmm. it's a wonderful life. And that cousin Billy has the strings on his fingers. Oh, what's this one for? What's this right. one for? Right. Right. There's so many things we can remind or try to set reminders on that sometimes it's hard to keep track of what, what's that reminding me to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. But that's a good tip. 57 minutes on your timer, like the Pomodoro type of thing. Yeah. Just so it doesn't go an hour. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. So let's switch gears to our next question. Go for it. Um, what is the single most important, effective piece of advice that you have received and implemented in your life? So I'm going to stick with the same answer that I gave the other day. Cool. And before I share it, I will preface that I heard it probably when I was 17, 18, 19, old enough to begin to want to date people, to have relationships that weren't just me and my buddies riding bikes and playing basketball and doing stuff at the lake. 
Um, and my father shared it to me. And I can't remember the context in which he shared it, but he shared it with me. And I probably ignored it for, I want to say at least seven to 10 years. And then I began to implement it. But more perfunctorily than, than emotionally attaching myself to it. And I would say, I don't know time-wise, Tara, but in the last few years, I've begun to embrace it more. And it's made a massive difference. And the advice is, always be the first to apologize. And my father meant that in a relationship kind of way. You know, the, it takes two to tango. You know, one person can't get into a fight. There has to be two. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. But, I, but I've ultimately found that it, it really can apply to any kind of disagreement. It doesn't have to just be with, with a partner or a significant other. It can be with family, wider family. It can be with co colleagues. It can be people from work. It can be the community we, the, that we find ourselves in. And not to say that we apologize even if, you know, we were not the original aggressor or that which was said unto us was, was not justified, but, you know, we're emotional beings. And more times than not, when we get attacked, we respond in ways that maybe later we wish we hadn't. So more times I can apologize if for no other reason than the way I responded. Mm -hmm. And I've found that. Being willing to apologize for my wrongdoing, to be willing to be the first to offer that I didn't act in the way I wasn't being my best, to use your analogy, to use your definition. I wasn't being my best. That doesn't mean I'm accepting blame for the wrong I'd been accused of in the initial accusation, but I didn't respond in a way. I'm sorry I said what I said. I'm sorry I reacted when you came into my office, when you said those things to me, when you did this, when you sent that email. And that approach has made my life a lot more peace-filled. Yeah, I could see that. And I sit and stew on things a lot less. I still sit and stew. Yeah. <laughs> but I, a lot less, a lot less. So I've thought about this advice since you shared it with me and uh, I'm going to ask a more critical question perhaps of it. And maybe this is a perspective of sometimes how I find myself. Cause I, I tend to apologize quickly because I like to keep the peace. And so I find that sometimes I say it first without totally meaning it. If you jump to apologize to keep the peace and you don't really mean it, then it can make it worse. Oh, I'd agree. Okay. Just and put that I guess what I mean in apologize first, it's not the, oh, I'm sorry I bumped into you. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, those are kind right. of, that's politeness. That's not really... You know, I said some mean things to you. I shouldn't have said those. I don't really believe that I was mad. Or maybe I really do believe it, And, but I didn't need to say it like that. And if I do believe that, we should probably talk about why I think that. And right. maybe it's not justified. Maybe it is. But, but shouting it at you, and I'm just using you because you and I are talking, isn't going to 
make us better, isn't going to help whatever we're trying to do, whether it's make a good podcast or, uh, you know, put on a, a word camp together or just be friends, you know, that. So we can speak candidly with each other, but we need to do so in a way that is respectful of the dignity that we both have. Yeah. So when I said apologize first, to kind of go back to your question is it it's much more helpful when you know things kind of maybe not explode but when things get heated and it's yeah you know like ah and then you know i storm off into my office or i'm gonna go to the grocery store you know right taking responsibility for your role in a conflict maybe versus, that's exactly that that's yeah, probably or, the best yeah. way to break yeah. it down is, is is take responsibility and come back with peace yeah. And not a, like a peace offering, like, you know, okay, now you can go out with your friends tonight, although that might be part of it, but it's more the, you know, we're friends, we're colleagues, we're husband, we're wife, we're partners, we're in this. I'm sorry, that's not how we be the best we are. And and I need to, to your, again, your definitions is I need to, to provide a better example of, and just be better. So yeah. sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. Just wanted to clarify that a little bit. Sometimes I find myself apologizing too soon because I just want the conflict to go away and I don't really yeah. mean it. I just want to shut it up, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I get that. I get that. I, and I just, I, I don't do that. I tend to just walk away. Yeah. Uh, neither of which is an overly helpful approach, but <laughs> I suppose it speaks <laughs> to our personalities. Um, <laughs> so let me, let me come back to you. We have, we have a couple of minutes and maybe we'll indulge ourselves and go a little bit long on our, on our one year anniversary episode, uh, Tara. But what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Kind of implemented in your life? I'm going to tell the same story I told as well, uh, which is that um, to, to, that you can do whatever you set your mind to. And I, I love sharing this story and I've shared it in other places, but when I was probably in middle school back in the eight, early eighties, uh, late seventies, early eighties, um, I really wanted to be a stewardess, as they were called in the day. I thought, you know, I had not been on very many airplanes at the time, but I always thought that stewardesses were so glamorous and what a cool job to travel all over and wear these, you know, cute little uniforms and their hair was always pretty. And, and They were always so friendly. They're always so friendly. And I just thought that would be a great job. My dad asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I said, I want to be a stewardess. And he said, why not be the pilot? And that changed me forever because they gave me some flying lessons for my birthday and um it's probably 15 or so and and just really took those flying lessons and got really air sick and motion sick <laughs> hot and realized that was not what I wanted to actually do <laughs> but the fact that he supported me in trying to do to aim higher and to um to really do to tell me that I could do whatever I wanted to do was really helpful. I'll also say that he would not let me take typing because he thought that's what secretaries that I would end up being a secretary and that's all I would be. And now I'm on my keyboard all day long, every day <laughs> <laughs> making a living from my keyboard. And I 
don't really know how to put my <laughs> right ways. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it instilled a very entrepreneurial spirit in me that I think I've passed on to to my children as well. Maybe not necessarily entrepreneurial, but just sort of um, that I could that I can do what I set my mind to, and not and being patient enough to follow through and stick with something until I understand it or or I'm doing it to to the uh, to the level that satisfies me. So yeah, that was great advice. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I love that it wasn't just advice over dinner or over barbecue or wherever you were when you first heard that, but you know, that your dad went out and got you a couple of pilot license yeah. lessons that, that you could actually see if you like that and that's real commitment, right? I mean, that was not a throwaway statement from him. It was, uh, you can do whatever you want and I will support you to do it. And apparently, okay, piloting is not what you're meant to do, but. <laughs> right, but we tried it, But right? you tried. And, you and tried. so that, like, why not be the pilot has stuck with me all of my, you know, all of my life. And I think, I think about that even with teaching myself how to build websites, right? Like, I needed a website at one point when I had a business many years ago and it was kind of like, why not learn how to do it yourself? Why not be the pilot? Yeah. So yeah, that was great advice. Grateful That's awesome. Dad I love that. that. Yeah. Well, Tara, we are a few minutes over time. So maybe we should, we should wrap this up, but before we do, let's just spend just a, maybe just a 30 seconds each, and share with each other what we hope year two will bring for, for the show. You want me to start? I'll start. Yeah, because I'm still getting my thoughts together. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll get mine together really quickly. Uh, I mean, I think that more of the same. I think we've found something that works for us that we've committed to um, with the same intention i think we share that that intention and goal for this and we it's what, something we do sort of on the side as a service to the community but also i think we've both discovered as a service to each other to ourselves personally i've gained a lot from it so it's fun and interesting and um enriching all of those things so i'm looking forward to doing more of the same we're in a groove and so i uh, hope people continue to discover what we're doing and participate in whatever way they want to. Yeah. I like that. I think I'd agree with that. And, and the only thing I would add to that is that I, that I will work for and hope that we can reach out to the wider areas of the WordPress community to really connect with as many different people. It's been so enriching in our lives, in my life, and, and certainly in the feedback we've heard from some of our listeners that they've really enjoyed it. So I think that's, uh, especially in this day and age, that uh, that's, that's a good thing is to build more connection rather than less. Yes, agree. Thanks, Liam. This has been fun. It has been, Tara. I won't ask where everyone can find you because, well, they know where to find you, right? Hallwaychats.com. That's right. That's right. Well, I think this was this was a keeper this time. So yeah, I hope so. I'm looking forward to publishing it for our episode 52. Yep, one more year to go. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, Tara. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. 
If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.